There's a fascinating Gemara in Sechtes Yuma. Amar Eshlakish. B'shosh enechnesu nachrim lehechel. When the Romans came in to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. Ru'ekruvim ha'ma'urin ze'bezeh. As we know, among the various components of the Mishkan, there were two kruvim on top of the Aaron with childlike faces. One of the kruvim was in the form of a male and the other was female. The Gemara says upon entering the Beis HaMikdash, the Romans saw the kruvim embracing one another and they mocked and ridiculed the Jews for this. They thought the Jews were perverted. They said, here in their holy temple, they have a statue of a man and a woman embracing. The Gemara in Bava Basra says that the Kruvim weren't always hugging each other. The Gemara notes a contradiction between two Psukim. One Pasik says, if a name Ishal Achiv, the Kruvim were facing each other, and another Pasik states they were facing away from each other. So, how do we reconcile these two Psukim? Says the Gemara, a miraculous phenomenon occurred with the Kruvim in the Beis during a time when Klal Yisrael were fulfilling the will of Hashem, the Kruvim embraced one another. However, when they were not fulfilling the will of Hashem, the Kruvim faced away from each other. And the Rishonim asked a question. The Romans came in to destroy the Beis HaMikdash during the most horrendous years for the Jewish people. Jews were not keeping the Torah. They were not doing the will of Hashem. So the question is, how was it that when the Romans came into the Beis HaMikdash, did they find the Kruvim locked in an embrace? There's no greater instance of She'en Yisrael and Oisin Ritzon than this moment. So the Bnei Saschar says something very powerful. He says, the Gemari Yavama says, A husband is obligated to be intimate with his wife before setting out on a journey. Why is that? He explains, Love between husband and wife is not readily discerned. However, when they intend to depart from each other over a long period of time, then their souls become deeply moved by a fierce love and anticipation of the great longing they will feel for each other while they are separated. So just like when you send off your son or daughter to seminary in Israel, all the love and emotion which you don't usually display comes rushing out. Likewise, one must remember his wife before he goes out onto the road. Says the Bnei Saschar, the reason the Kruvim wore an embrace at this time was because this was a goodbye embrace. Yes, it was a time when the Jews were not fulfilling the will of Hashem. But now the Rabbi Nishlam was going to leave us for what has become 2,000 years. When you are about to leave someone that you love, you kiss them goodbye. So precisely at this time, when the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash occurs, when Kaviyach Hashem distances himself from Kal Yisrael, he parts with a hug. And in that embrace lies a powerful message. Hashem tells Kal Yisrael, I still love you and I will always love you. Yes, I must destroy the Beis HaMikdash, but don't for a moment think that I've rejected you. The Romans thought they can do away with us. But this special embrace demonstrates the eternal bond between Hashem and Kal Yisrael. And that is why the Kruvim were hugging each other. And with this concept, we can perhaps understand another incredible Gemara, Masech Tesaita. The Gemara describes the burial plot of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Pasik says, Moshe was buried in the valley in the land of Moab over against Bezpar. Says the Gemara, even though this Pasuk provides us a very precise description of the location of his burial, despite that, no person knows where Moshe's grave is located to this day. 
the Gemara relates a fascinating story. The evil monarchy of the Roman Empire sent messengers to the heads of Beis Ba'er. They said, They demanded to be shown where Moshe is buried. So they took those messengers up to that mountain. The Gemara says, When the men stood above on the upper section of the mountain, it appeared to them as if the grave was below in the lower section of the mountain. Lamata nidma lahem lamala. As they stood below, it appeared to them to be above. Not to be deterred. They divided into two groups, one above and one below. Says the Gemara, Those who were standing above, the grave appeared to them to be below. To those who were standing below, the grave appeared to them to be above. Because the Torah says, To this day, no one ever located Moshe's grave. With this idea from the Bnei Sashar, perhaps there's a deeper message to the story of Moshe's grave. Those evil Romans wanted to know, How do we bury Moshe? How can we destroy the soul of Klai Yisrael? The Zohar says, A remnant of Moshe's soul and his influence is embedded in every Jew for all generations. They wanted to know, How can we do away with the Jews once and for all? Yesh Amram Lamala. Some said, take them above. Welcome them, elevate them, give them prominence, and hope they assimilate. Some said, Lamata. Take them down below. Persecute them, torture, oppress them, and hope they perish and be forgotten. Either through annihilation or assimilation. However, says the Pasik, Vlayada Ishes Kivirasa. The Torah says, neither plan will work. Vlayada Ish. There's no person that will ever know, as Kivirasa. How to bury even one Jewish soul, no less all of Kal Yisrael. This is what happened over here with the Kruvim. Yes, the Rabbani Shalom was banishing us from our land and sending us into exile. But before doing so, he gave us a divine hug, demonstrating to the whole world for all eternity, they are still my people and they are going nowhere. The Kruvim who were locked in their final embrace symbolized this message. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.